Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to the Act Locally Waco podcast, where we cover the whole enchilada. Uh, man, this past couple of weeks have been insane with everything, uh, with all the shutdowns, with all the COVID-19. Uh, we wanted to bring you a really amazing interview with Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren, who is fantastic, who led the charge for the Waco Family and Faith Film Festival. For this, After this interview, we're going to go through some of the resources that we have available. But as of right now, please enjoy this interview with Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren. Okay, I wanted to welcome our awesome uh, guest, Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm excellent. I'm fantastic on this rainy day oh my gosh it is a, it is a little gloomy it, it took a little bit to get out of bed this morning with <laughs> right. this weather uh can you give us a little uh introduction to yourself for people that don't uh know you sure um again my name is dr tyra lindsey warren i was brought here by way of baylor so i'm a clinical assistant professor of marketing at baylor university specifically the hand camera school of business where i primarily teach seniors um in my courses of advertising as well as digital marketing. And I was recruited um, out of my doc program at Rutgers University in New Jersey um, by Baylor, what, in the in the fall of 2016. And then I arrived with my husband, Sydney, in the fall of 2017. So, um, Essentially, before coming to Waco, I was in New York for 13 years. Prior to that, Los Angeles, um, about six, seven years, and um, did my undergraduate work at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, where I went to film school. I also have an MBA from the Peter F. Drucker School of Management at Claremont uh, with a concentration in marketing and then also a PhD in marketing, specifically in marketing. So I'm a published uh, consumer behavior scholar. And then, you know, before starting... Starting um, my doc program, there was a 12, 13 year break, you know, between my MBA and the doc program where after Northwestern, I started my career in Hollywood working for the likes of NBC, CAA, also known as Creative Artist Agency, mm-hmm. um, and then spent the bulk of my time with Quincy Jones, David Salzman Entertainment when they had a deal 
that deal at the time with Warner Brothers. So I always say I worked on a whole bunch of films you've never heard of and a whole <laughs> bunch of TV shows that you have, like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Mad TV, In the House, things of that nature. And then after I received my MBA, started working um, in marketing. So initially with Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati, Ohio, and their um, philanthropic effort called the National Speaking of Women's Health Program. And my husband and I are originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Sure. And then um, in New York, what brought me there, I was serving as the director of marketing for the United States Tennis Association, went on to, you know, and they're the the creators, producers of the U.S. Open, um, went on to serve as the PR director, public relations director for Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. They're one of the preeminent uh, modern dance companies in the world, founded by Alvin Ailey, who was from Rogers, Texas, which I recently learned is fairly close yeah, to Waco. Yeah, that's not from here at all. <laughs> and then... Um, consulted a lot and then served as the head of communications for Uniworld Group, reporting into its founder, Byron Lewis. And Uniworld is known as the longest standing advertise, multicultural advertising and communications agency in the United States. And it was, you know, quite an honor to serve um, under Mr. Lewis and the founder because he's known as uh, one of the founding fathers, if you will, of multicultural advertising and communications in the United States. When you say multicultural advertising, what do you mm -hmm. mean by that? Um, there was a time, and I always tell my students, um, there was a time when people of color were not featured in advertising. If you recall the A&E show Mad Men, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you rarely saw um, people of color in that show. And that's uh, pretty true to how it um, it really was in the advertising industry um, since the beginning of the, the industry. And around the 60s, early to mid 60s, mm -hmm. there were gentlemen like Mr. Byron Lewis, Mr. Thomas Burrell, who were meeting with uh, brands on Madison Avenue, Kraft, uh, General Mills, Pillsbury, and the like, to state the case and articulate the case that they should allocate budget for a marketing budget, if you will, to target um, consumers of color mm -hmm. because they had they too were spending you know money on their various different pro uh, products, oatmeal, cereal, milk, you know things that literally everybody <laughs> everyone buy. needs, yeah. Um, um, but at that time, um, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies um, did not value uh, that particular audience. And like I said, um, it was a whole group, you know, small cadre of folks in New York City that were, you know, going up and down Madison Avenue to prove the case that you need to expand your marketing spend and reach um, consumers of color. And so that was in the, the mid to late 60s. You know, World started in 1969. Okay. Um, Thomas Burrell founded Burrell Communications in Chicago. Uh, he started Burrell in 1971. And there were some more, you know, um, pioneering multicultural agencies at the time. So the products of that push. Say it again. They were they were the products of the push for this multicultural advertising. When you say products, what do you they, mean? They came from that push. Um, or they were the push. They were the, the pioneers. Okay. Yeah. They started the whole... Um, the whole, I don't know what you call it, space, if you will, mm -hmm. for companies to really allocate marketing budgets to target 
essentially all consumers sure. versus just what we initially called general market consumers, which are primarily Caucasian. And so out of Mr. Lewis's efforts and Mr. Burrell's efforts and more, you had folks starting Latino agencies, you know, um, Ernest Bromwell in Miami. You had um, Asian American agencies, Joe Lamb out of New York with L3. So they were the pioneers to Madison Avenue, as well as Wall Street and more to say, open your minds as well as open your hearts. And if you really want profitability for the long term, you need to reach all consumers. Absolutely. That's so amazing. Yeah. I, I love hearing all about your background. You've, you're, you're so well versed and you've been so many places. Mm -hmm. What makes Waco special in your eyes, having experience like LA and New York and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, when we, when I accepted the job at Baylor, like I said before, I'd been in New York for 13 years, but I'd been in and out of New York all my life. Um, and you know, you get tired of a two hour commute each way and you get tired of living amongst, you know, 10 million people, even though we were in the suburbs, mm -hmm. um, Westchester County, specifically Terrytown, um, it just wears on you a little bit. And uh, as I said, Sydney, my husband and I are originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm -hmm. That's where we were raised. Um, and we just wanted to get away from hustle and bustle. And so I sold the idea of Waco to my husband that, hey, it's going to be like Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> so how much like Cincinnati it's are not. we? <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. There's some wonderful people here. Um, you know, it's it's a breath of fresh air to be able to get to work in 20 minutes. I was just sharing with my colleagues yesterday. I've never had that in my entire career. Even with the worst traffic in Waco, 20 minutes yes. is, is a long commute. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, so, you know, all of that, you know, the people that we've met, um, just the, the environment so far, um, has been, has been refreshing. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. you've been here for roughly four years now. No, not even. Not Don't even. give me that, Garrick. No. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half years. Almost three years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite part of Waco right now? Um, right now it's been the people. We have met um, some outstanding people. I always joke with my friends in New York um, because, you know, New Yorkers are so hard, but you just have to bust through the hard exterior and you, you see hearts of gold with New Yorkers. But the, the heart of exterior, I mean, the exterior that you have to bust through may take five years, right? <laughs> um, you're supposed to laugh, you guys. There's no... <laughs> You guys we're, like we're, my students, I'm tough audience, tough and I, audience. I, I, I'm texting, so my heart is just out there all the time, and exactly, I just want to be nice to everybody. Exactly, and so whereas it may have taken us five, three to five years to make friends in New York, you know, we've made friends within days, weeks. A couple hours. Right here in um, Waco, and that, and I mean, good people, you know, good people, good hearted, and that has just been, you know, a blessing to so us. You've been here two and a half years, and you've already jumped in and gotten involved with the community. You're, you are involved with the, the CVB, is that correct? I'm the vice chair, yes, of the CVB, the Waco Convention and Visitors Bureau I, Commission. I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people know what that is. Sure. So that particular commission 
Commission essentially is the marketing entity for Waco. Um, we work on understanding the economic development of the city. We work on branding and positioning of the city, um, not only locally to um, local residents, but also regionally, as well as statewide, as well as well as nationally, making sure that we're positioning Waco, you know, as a as a welcoming destination mm -hmm. for all people, as well as um, make sure make sure that local residents know everything that's going on um, in Waco too. So, I always call it the marketing entity for the city of Waco. Well, now what is? I ask actually a lot of people this question. Uh -huh. What is the brand of Waco right now? We're still working on it, to I be see, honest that's with what you. From a lot of people. I have led um, one serious um, uh, branding um, exploration type of focus group with about 12 to 13 various different community leaders, uh, marketers, uh different people in Waco. And that's the question because um, as the facilitator of that particular meeting, you know, we're currently marketed as the heart of Texas, mm -hmm. which is not, you know, a bad branding in my um, opinion, but I feel like um, those who are from here um, as well as those who are coming in want a more expansive um, brand, sure. you know, to kind of, um, allow for all of the wonderful things that are happening. You know, people are saying, or at least in that discussion, people were saying that the heart of Waco is just too narrow. Sure. And so we're about to, we just approved budget to really hire an agency to explore and dig deeper into what the branding is and then after i think a year or so if not sooner they'll report back to the commission as to what they have found in their research yeah, and things of that nature because because i'm from i'm the, from the dfw area okay and fort worth has an identity like for as big as it is it does have an identity uh and waco for how we're a medium to small town mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but it is so multifaceted mm -hmm. for being the size that it is it's kind of hard to to nail that down, I could see that being a challenge. And everyone I've talked to has agreed with that. Yeah, you know, and it, it goes beyond just the brand essence, you know, also what's the color palette look like? You know, when you talk about heart of Waco, you see the heart, you see red. Red and black. Right. That's, that's been pretty well established. So it's, it's going to take some more work, you know, to figure out how we evolve from the heart of Waco. Well, I agree with that, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, we'll have to too. have you back on and talk to you. About yeah, would love to. Happens, would love to, or I can keep you abreast of the process. Absolutely, you know? letting yeah. everybody know what 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 the branding of Waco is going to look like mm -hmm. in the future, where we're heading, it sounds fantastic. So there's so much growth happening. You know, I've learned about the Magnolia effect, <laughs> the 63 percent or 68 percent growth that has happened over the last five years. You know, just due to Chip and Joanna, yeah. and you know, one of my first um, efforts as being a part of the commission was to have a sign Chip and Joanna into like a talent um, contract, you know, so or a brand ambassador type of contract. I've been a part of these in other cities where, you know, we give them messaging. Um, so when they go on Jimmy Fallon's show or Ellen's show, they're saying, you know, at least two or three key things about how they really love Waco and That's living in Waco idea. and things of that nature. I couldn't believe it hadn't been done 
done before. And I was like, you know, when I was at CAA, um, we did this all the time. New York City, they do this all the time. Um, and so I'm proud of that. <laughs> because of the size that we are and how fast we're, we're expanding, the people that were here before that mm -hmm. don't understand stuff like that. So right. like, we do need to bring outside perspectives to what we're doing mm -hmm. to to make us better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, you know, one of my first year on the commission, I said, let's lock everybody down. You know, Chip and Joanna, <laughs> the other couple that's on HGTV, Holly Tucker, you know, let's just let's lock them all down. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that so much. Well, the, the reason that you came into my uh headlights is the the waco family faith international film mm -hmm, festival mm -hmm. uh, and hearing your background i hear film and marketing and it sounds like it's a passion of yours uh where did the idea come from? So I've been, my team and I have been producing international film festivals since 2013. Initially, we were hired um, with Bishop T.D. Jakes to be a part of his core team when mm -hmm. he launched his international faith and family film festival at MegaFest. And so we've done three international film festivals with him. And so 2013, 2015, 2017. And then in 2018, my team and I were hired by um, a nonprofit in Cincinnati. Ohio mm -hmm. to take their film festival that they had done under a different name called Reabilities, which was dedicated to disabilities sure. or people you know living with disabilities to expand that brand um, whole new title. It was called the Over the Rhine International Film Festival and whereas with Bishop Jakes we were used to three days with this festival in Cincinnati it was five days five days, triple the amount of films triple the amount of venues and um, we did that in the fall of 2018 Mm -hmm. And so in last year, in 2019, um, I started really surveying Waco, trying to see if I could bring a film festival here, understanding some wonderful benefits of the film festival. So not only does um, producing one um, what a type of this event that's very multifaceted have a positive impact on the community, you know, in tangible, in tangible ways, you know, mm -hmm. economic development, you know, bringing new people in. There's also some intangible ways, you know, in terms of bringing type, different types of people together, leveraging the power of storytelling to open hearts and minds, as well as positively affect, um, thinking and behavior. And that's also a part of my research. I have a whole research stream and what I call empowered storytelling. So really understanding the nuances and the transformational power that storytelling has. Sure. Um, and then also too, Garrett, being in Waco, as you have learned, I'm from bigger cities or I have lived in bigger <laughs> cities and my husband and I have never quite experienced um, just being the only African-American couple in places, you sure. know, whether it's restaurants, whether it's entertainment events, whether it's, you know, phil philanthropic uh, fundraisers, whatever the case may be. And you know, especially regarding entertainment, we're just not used to it. Um, in New York, L.A., Chicago, D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, people come together for entertainment. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really, really do. Um, but we observed here that African-Americans won't cross that bridge, you know, over the Brazos River. Latinos are kind of in this certain part of Waco and then Caucasians are everywhere else. And, you know, we're just not down with that. I totally agree <laughs> with that. That's not how we should be living. Um 
we should be together. And so having made those observations as well as done my own market research in terms of other film festivals in the area, um, you know, I said to my husband, I'm going to try this and see if I can do my little small part to try to bring people together, um, leveraging the power of entertainment to open hearts and minds. And that last part in terms of open hearts and minds is meaningful, too, because um, although Waco has been quite you know, good to my husband and me, we still have had incidences of racial profiling, especially my husband. Um, and some, you know, not so nice things happen to us as being African Americans. And, um, I've, you know, we've heard other stories too from other new friends, whether they're Latino or African American or Indian. I've had a colleague at Baylor who had, um, experienced some horrible things at her, um, private school regarding her, um, six year old daughter being Ugh. called dirty because she was brown or un I mean and she couldn't me take like, it. Cry. Oh my god. <laughs> She's only been in the United States eight years, you know. Um so they ended up leaving. Oh my god. Yeah, just because she could not handle racism. And it, you know, I was trying to be her her empower or her empowerer Rock. or her supporter um to say it's horrible to say, but welcome to the United States. Um, this is how it is. You got to build an armor for yourself to be able to live with this every day. Um, but she couldn't take it. Okay. So okay. after and we started at Baylor together and after two years, she left. You know, I mean, and they literally left the country. They've moved out of the United States. And that's heartbreaking to me. <laughs> You know, um, and that should not be. That should not be the America story at all. Well, that should not be a Waco story sure. that prides itself on family, faith. And the only thing I left out in the film festival title was football, right? <laughs> um, but our first six months here, you know, we were constantly, you know, Sydney and I were constantly getting invited to churches, which is quite nice. And then one time we were at the wine shop on 18th and mm -hmm. what is that, Washington or Austin? And awesome. a couple gave us a bible and something else and invited us to their church that's never happened to us we've never you know no had wine somewhere and <laughs> got a bible <laughs> but i mean you know with all of that why not be more opening to everyone and why not everybody come together more and so that was kind of the um incentive uh, for the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival. Because this, this film festival has actually passed. It's been a couple of weeks now. Just um, two. Just <laughs> uh, Do you feel like you opened some heart and spine? Did you see anything while this was going on? Like, oh my God, this is why I did this. Definitely. Um, I'm still reeling from that because people are, continue to talk about that. You know, at our opening night reception at Z's at the Curry, we had close to 200 people there wow. of all walks of life, all cultures. Um, and it was fabulous. You know, I definitely invite your listeners to go to the Waco Tribune and Herald um, photo gallery okay. that covered we'll, um, we'll our link, opening we'll night that. reception. Um, you see all hues there. <laughs> you see all cultures and everyone was having a good time. 
You know, I was with um, Greg and Susanna May last night, actually, at Z's. And Greg just kept talking and talking like he's just never seen that in Waco, where people were having a good time. There were no um, negative incidences. Um it was all positive, you know, positive love community gathering. And then, you know, on Saturday, we had what I call film and faith soul sessions. And again, because of having done um, and produced international film, comp- film festivals in the past, one of my learnings is that um, not many film festivals bring film to the community. Sure. And so that was our opportunity, or at least my strategic intent to try to bring film to the community. So if you couldn't make it down to the Hippodrome, it's okay. We're coming to you. We're coming to um, your church. And we're even bringing some of the filmmakers who, um, you know, made these films to you. Because typically a nuance of film festivals is to have a talk back after the film with the filmmakers. And so we did all of that. And so with our Film and Faith Soul sessions, we brought films to the community. They were all free. And um, the various different filmmakers that came in from around the world were also participating in the talkbacks. And then we took it a step further to actually have conversations during the talkbacks just about different themes that perhaps are on our minds, but we don't necessarily get to talk about. To give you an example, one church had the theme to discuss hope. Another church had the theme to discuss fear and doubt. Another church had the theme to discuss overcoming mountains. Another um, church had the theme to discuss grace and gratefulness and the power of that. You know, um, I've done this, you know, in some type of form in other film festivals, but I wanted to really take it to another level because of our mission of being dedicated to empowering the creative spirit, serving with heart and celebrating all. And so how do you get to know each other if you don't start talking to each yeah, other absolutely. about issues, universal issues that we're all grappling with? Absolutely. Um, so a and, lot of the time, and sorry, ahead. not to cut go you ahead. off, but we also had, you know, a wonderful mixture of faith spaces involved. So St. Albans Episcopal Church, um, we had Baptist churches, we almost had a, a Jewish synagogue and at the last minute they canceled. But the Korean Baptist Church was um, a supporter of this. So, you know, it was really, again, a celebration of faith and a celebration of humanity and different types of people showed up in different spaces that they'd never been in before. Oh, that sounds awesome. And <laughs> what I was going to ask you before that is that when I hear film festival, I, I typically think for lack of a better term, highfalutin. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, how did you go about breaking that barrier? Because a lot of your screenings were free or very cheap, weren't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. Definitely. We only charged for the screenings at the Hippodrome, which were $5. And then everything else was free, you know, from the Baylor Law School to the Extraco Bank um, training facility to TSTC College to all the churches. Everything was free. Um You know, Garrett, to answer your question, I guess that's the marketer in me, you know, um, understanding the market, understanding what, you know, our mission is and understanding what I want it to do. Um, The other two festivals in this market that take place, which are are wonderful in their own right, deep in the heart, Mm -hmm. and then Baylor's, I think, glass, black glass or something like that. um, They are highly targeted to film professionals. Mm -hmm. 
And that's not what I wanted. I wanted us to be open to the community because, again, as I said, a part of our desire was to open hearts and minds. Right. And to get us to look at each other a little bit better, treat each other a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, can't do that with filmmakers. They're pretty, they're pretty already good at that, you know, <laughs> but if I'm really trying to impact consumer behavior and change consumer behavior, our whole, um, strategic marketing plan was different. Um, who we engaged was different. Um, who we promoted on and the channels that we used were very different. Um, I can't say how, but sure. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, but, it was purposely and strategically organized to reach everyday people. That's amazing. I love that idea of reaching the everyday people. Mm -hmm. So I know that you had some really good experience. How did Waco, how do you feel Waco as a whole received your film festival? I, I'm truly grateful and blessed that Waco took a chance. <laughs> On a new person, whether they call us, they call us outsiders. I always feel like I'm in an episode of Gunsmoke there's, there's when people keep calling us outsiders. We're not outsiders. There's two way Cohens. <laughs> there's the people who are accepting of newcomers, mm -hmm. which are mostly the newcomers. Uh -huh. And then there's the, the people who consider new people outsiders. Right, right. And I always just feel like John Wayne's going to walk in, you know, <laughs> when I hear that, when, you know, when I'm being called that. Nevertheless, those who are new to Waco as, as well as those who are from Waco took a chance on this newcomer and really accepted this first, you know, annual film festival event with open arms. And I am so, so, so grateful and thankful to that. Um, we continue to get comments on our website and other places just saying how well executed it was, how, you know, high, um, what's the word high just high quality sure. it the event was and how welcoming you know everyone was you know I always work with our volunteers I've done this for many many years through all the events that I have produced because your first line of defense are always your volunteers your ushers and we I call it the Walmart welcome so any venue that was a part of our um film festival had people doing the Walmart welcome well to the Waco Family Affairs Edition. We're so glad to have you. I mean, all of that makes a difference, right? Sure. In your experience. And that is very, very important to me because I wanted everyone to feel welcome and to feel that they're a part of a community as well as part of something different. Um, so just feel, just feel really blessed and um, for, mm, for just having the opportunity to contribute. You know, to Waco in my my own unique way, because a year ago this time, Garrett, um, it was just a vision, you know, that I had. We went to sponsor, to sponsor, to sponsor, kept getting doors shut in um, my face. Um, people kept saying, oh, you're African-American. Hmm, I have some people that could help you, but they're not black. And, you know, I was like, 
did I say in my presentation that this was a black thing? No, this is a people thing. You know, this is a humanity thing. So it was it last year was not easy, you know, to get this vision off the ground, even with the purest intentions, you know, that I had. And so, you know, thanks goes out to my host committee, who is kind of like a who's who of Waco. And then also to David Littlewood, um, who's the president of TFNB Bank. He met me, didn't know me from Adam. I just started sharing with him what I wanted to do. And right then and there, he was like, I'm going to help you. And that was last November. (laughs) So all last year, you know, my savings, my personal savings was funding everything because I was just um, determined to make this happen because I just felt Waco needed something different um, to bring people together. And so Last November, TFMB Bank came on board and we had Pruitt Memorial Symposium, um, Cameron Park Zoo, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha, Delta Alpha Omega Chapter. They and, and Magnolia, they provided, you know, a little seed money, you know, around September, October. Um, but it wasn't until TFMB Bank came that, you know, I was calling my team like, I can afford to bring you guys in now. <laughs> Um, because prior to that, it was just going to be little old me running this thing and my I, husband. I can't believe how fast you put that together. Oh, really? You think it's fast? I mean, to me, it, it felt feels like fast forever. to me. It feels fast to me. That feel I, stuff in Waco doesn't really stuff in Waco does not move that fast. It does not move well, it that took fast. A year, but once once they came in, things could really go to the level that I'm used to operating on. Yeah. Are we going to see another festival? Definitely. We have the oh, dates, February yes. 4th through the 6th, 2021. Um, because in year one, we received 1,688 film submissions. Wow. I was able to program 2020 and 2021. So we already have 50 films already selected for um, 2021, which gives me still more space for additional 20 to 25 films because this year we showed 72. Mm-hmm. So I still have space to um, select select some more. I had the pleasure of being invited to Sundance this year. And and that was my first time going. So I selected four from Sundance. One, I'm, well, all three, all four, I'm super duper excited about. So three short films, one feature length film. And the feature length film is by a Baylor alum. It's called Miss Juneteenth. Yep. I can't remember when she graduated, but she's from Fort Worth, graduated from Baylor, and then went on to do her graduate work at USC. So she received a a degree in film writing or something like that. But yeah, her feature length film called Miss Juneteenth was in the official competition of feature films at Sundance. I'm not sure where she, you know, everything landed, but when I talked to her husband, who's like her business manager last week, because I wanted to make sure we're still on you know, <laughs> deck to get this film next year. They received um, distribution, I believe, major distribution. There was CAA creative. They got signed with CAA Creative Artist Agency. And so, you know, I hope to bring this film um, to the Hippodrome. Next February. That's so Working exciting. On it. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm pumped for you. I'm ready yeah, to see it. Yeah, yeah. Can it be next year yet? I'm so excited to see this. So kind of wrapping this up, mm-hmm. uh, I want to give you the proverbial soapbox. Uh, a couple sentences. What is something that you wish everybody in Waco uh, knew about you, about the festival, about your beliefs? Uh, 
No <laughs> this is the heavy question. Like, what do you think everybody in Waco should know? Well, about me, you know, I'm just someone who um, lets my light shine. That's my mantra. If you if you know me as an empowerment scholar, if you know me as just a person. Um, I truly believe in letting my light shine and giving back um, to my community um, by way of the the talents that God has blessed me with. Um, my personal mission um, in, in life is to creatively communicate so that I may touch lives. And if I'm not doing that every day in my personal and professional life, I'm having an off day. So I work (laughs) every day to creatively communicate so that I may touch lives. And Waco with the film festival got to experience just a little bit of um, my personal mission. Um, If you ever go to cultivate 712, um, you'll get to see another aspect of my personal mission. I sing jazz professionally and have performed all over the world, opened for Grammy award winning artists like Jonathan Butler, Kirk Whalen, pieces of a dream, Roy Haynes um, performed at the blue note clubs in um, Japan, specifically Fukuoka and Osaka and other, and other um, jazz um, credible venues across the country. So um, that's another way, you know, that I creatively communicate so that I may touch lives. Um, And, you know, just we have to do better, you know, as a community and just being open to difference, open to people who are not like you know, each other sure. and just love on each other a little bit more and treat each other better and give each other the benefit of the doubt. You know, a lot of times we also, if, if someone is not, is different from us, we always go to the negative, you know, assume the negative, you know, but how about assuming the positive, you know, in people and give them the benefit of the doubt. And, um, that's what I'm about. You know, if you noticed any of the promotion about the film festival, Baylor was not a part of anything. This film festival was extension of Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren, the person. Mm -hmm. And I even told President Livingstone that when I invited her, I said, this has absolutely nothing to do with my job. It's just that I saw I saw a need here in Waco. um, And I, you know, wanted to do my small part to try to contribute to and we need um, so much more of that. make it better. <laughs> yep. we, need so, we need so much more of that. You know, wait, go find the need, see the need, fill the need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need so much more of that. And just in the short time that we've talked, your light has shown and I am, oh, I am now motivated <laughs> to go do something cool. Uh, I, well, hope, I, I hope all of the listeners are as well. Thank you, Gary. I hope you will have us back. I know we met, you know, a, a few weeks ago and, and bravo to you for um, keeping your word because that's rare <laughs> um, but keeping your word and having me on so i hope this is the beginning of more conversations to come because you know the film festival is in the process of um working on some other surprises in 2020 leading up to um 2021 okay. so hopefully you'll have me back <laughs> to talk about those things Absolutely. um because you know i want to make our film festival different from sundance and can and tribeca and new york city and that you know we're here to serve the community that's a part of our mission and so um 
you know, we have some different surprises coming oh, along the rest of 2020. <laughs> so uh, where can people find you on the internet? Where can people get in touch with you? Sure. I'm on IG, Instagram, at um, Tyra Marie Lindsay. Same holds true for Twitter. Same holds true for Facebook and LinkedIn. And then the festival is WacoFilmFest.org. And the festival's also on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming on. Thank I can't you wait for to having talk to you me. <laughs> Everyone now knows everything that's going on with the COVID-19 and the shutdowns and the stay-at-home orders and all of this stuff. But a lot of you may not know that we now have a resource page on Act Locally Waco, uh, which we have recently upgraded uh, quite a bit, added a menu to make it easier to navigate, and a section for small and growing lists of virtual events. Uh, if you do know of something that we should share, uh, please, please email ashleyt at actlocallywaco.org, and we will get it added to that event list immediately. It's also a really good place to figure out the symptoms and what you should do if you do con- contract COVID-19. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody stays safe and knows and stays informed. Uh, so we're going to keep updating this page as often as possible and make sure that it stays completely up to date. Again, uh, if you need your event canceled that's already been listed, please shoot us an email as well so that we can get that taken care of for you. Um, we hope that through all of this uh, that you're staying safe, you're staying healthy, uh, finding stuff to do. If there's anything else that we can provide to keep everything going smoothly, to keep you informed, maybe you need stuff to not be bored or a list of things that you can do at your house. Uh, we are working on resources for this as well, uh, so please stay tuned uh, for the next episode of Akaluki Waco Podcast uh, next month. We'll see you all then. All right, bye, guys.